Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 180, I can't believe it, of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. Wow, 180 episodes. That's, I know, makes me feel young. Yes, a century and an octogenarian combined. To wow, wonderful party! So, party at the old folks' home. <laughs> we are uh, today. We're here to talk about uh, making a brand that stands out. And uh, yeah. Mark feel Mark feel is well aware of how I feel about branding, and that I'm enthusiastic about it and think it's an amazing idea. Um. And that was sarcasm. <laughs> but I think that when you are first starting out and you have this opportunity to kind of cement the message and make sure that everything that you do supports that, I think it's a fantastic idea. And that's basically what branding is. Yeah. I mean, uh, so what we're really talking about is, um, is when you look at particular companies, right, and you you try to define what what's their personality? Who are they? If you can personify or describe a company, how would you describe them, right? And um, one that just came to mind um, is Geico Insurance, right? So uh, they sell insurance. Um, It's really boring and everybody pretty much hates it. Um, So how do you take a product like that and make people like it? Right. Um, And their whole thing is... um, their brand is centered around um, messaging that is light, uplifting, makes light an, an uplifting of this uh, this boring product, right? So they have cavemen and they have uh, the gecko and they have all these other things that they do. There's dancing in their commercials. And then they always push on, um, you can save money. We have great customer service. We're fun. Yeah. That's their brand. Their yes. brand is we're a good value, we're fun to work with, and we're going to take care of you. That's their brand. And you don't need to um, be an expert on branding to kind of have come to that conclusion about Geico. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about with branding. On on the on the completely different spectrum of it, uh, if we're talking about a t-shirt company, um, your t-shirt company might have a very specific look and feel to it. If you are... Um, it might be very feminine and pink and blingy and uh, lighthearted. Um, it may be very metal and grungy and dark, you know. Um, and this is kind of a representation of who your company is and the people that will relate to that company and, and want to do business with you. Yeah, and I think actually, I mean, we we touch on this in a in a lot of our different podcasts about how you know you need to make your your company should, to a certain extent, match your personality. It should tell your own story. So maybe if you don't have a brand yet or you're thinking about it, a good exercise to go through would just write words that you would want to associate with your t-shirt company. You know, mm-hmm. would you want, would you, do you, or do you want a company that's friendly? Do you want a company that is polite? Do you want a company that is um, over-serviced, like you super into customer service? You want a company that's really quiet and professional, you know, make, take those 
assign those words to your company and that will help you develop a great brand. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what it is. And when, when you think about this stuff, uh, I would go down the, um, go down the descriptive rabbit hole, right? So you may you mean think, the, wait, wait, do you yeah. mean the easily entered long, dark, and yet somehow warm and comforting rabbit hole that goes on for a long time and has many features that you would want to just talk about inside? I'm talking about like doing a bunch of drugs and watching like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so was I. Funny oh, you okay. should say that. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, yes, all but of that, that is the, that's the description rabbit hole right there. That's what, yeah, we're no, that's exactly, no, you're, you're so true. Um, that you want to describe the business in more than just surface words, right? So typically if you talk to, um, a business owner, they may describe, well, what do you want? You know, I, I own a business and I make uh custom apparel and, uh, promotional goods for, um, for local small businesses. I deal with a lot of uh, lawyers and, and marketing companies and, um, you know, dentist office and stuff like that. So you may describe your business as um, professional and reliable, which are, I mean, just quite simply the easy answers. Yeah. Or if you're going to deal with uh, lawyers and dentists, right, you need to be professional and you need to be reliable, but you want to go um, deeper than that if you can. You want to have a more a better description of your company and how you represent yourself. Um, you may use words that don't describe your company, but describe um, an overall uh, look and feel of you, your business, who's going to represent your business. Uh, so you may just use words like um, healthy and fitness and fit to also describe your professional business. You may use words like clean cut, right? So you could be professional and not necessarily like, and not necessarily clean cut, right? Right. Uh, You know, so, so you want to just dive down that rabbit hole and use a lot of words to describe your business. And once you've kind of described you and your business and the personality, then we can go through kind of all the different things we have on our list here about building a brand that stands out. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I would like to um, take a little sideline here because I had an experience with branding yesterday. Okay, okay. So um, there uh, may or may not be a side hustle company that I do marketing from. Um, and it was based, I started it years ago based on education. It's an owner marketing school. And I developed a few um, courses that I put on Udemy and other places and I've worked mm-hmm. with businesses in the past to develop webinars and things like that. Um, but I really haven't done that in a long time. And it's it's um, more devoted now to helping people with websites and stuff like that, mm-hmm. not in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I had the conversation with somebody um, last night and they were confused between what I was talking to them about, which was doing things like managing paid ads, mm-hmm recreating their website versus the image that was presented on, like, I thought you, I thought you did your school. Like I thought you were, uh, you know, I thought you did this and now we're talking about this. So there was a, a disconnect with in a brand. I didn't, I didn't even consider, like I hadn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so I think that this kind of branding conversation is really important. And if the description 
you know, if you've been in this business for a while and you started out as um, Susie's side hustle, you know, with a, with a cricket doing craft items on the weekends, and now you're doing um, sports apparel for local schools and you're selling gifts to local boutique shops, you know, now you've got a different brand and there should be different words to describe your business. And you should give some thought to that as well. Sure. Ben, uh, that, that's great. And you make a case that's worthy of bringing up on what it, you know, what it means to have a brand and why you should know what it is. And then we'll talk about stand and then we'll talk about making it stand out. But um, there's, uh, there's a thing just in general that shows up in marketing when you're talking about websites, when you're talking about branding, just in general, and that's you, you don't, you want to avoid confusion, right? You don't want people to feel confused. And that doesn't mean that you wrote out your pricing structure in a way that wasn't easy to understand. Right. Right. It kind of means that uh, things don't feel like you're, you don't feel like you're in the same place. You feel like you potentially could be lost or you, or you feel like you could be deceived. Right. Yeah. That's so, good. you know, if you, when you walk into somebody's house who has a nice decorated house, you walk into the, uh, the foyer, foyer, foyer. Yes. Either one of those. Then, things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they have uh, uh, crystal and white and uh, light colored flooring. Right. And a uh, nice chandelier. And then you walk into the kitchen and you see um, dark countertops and red flooring and blue walls. And then you go into one of the bedrooms and you see like bright pink walls and shag carpet. Um, what would your opinion be of that person? Um, that, that they have just gotten off the phone with one of the home remodeling shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, and I you would leave house. that you would leave that party and lean over to your partner and be like, "That was weird." Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go there again. And by the way, she wanted us to invest money in her business. No, no, yeah, no. You'd almost deny it right off of that because there was such confusion in this house that you didn't. You felt un, it makes you feel uncomfortable, and it Doesn't also matter. makes you not trust. The person as well. You don't trust that they. That you feel like something is wrong because that's that doesn't feel right. That's real. That's really interesting. If you've ever traveled outside the United States and you go into a U.S. food chain, the differences are unsettling. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, I went to Canada years ago and I went into I think it was a McDonald's mm -hmm. and they offered pizza. It just, yeah. it didn't match the brand for me. Like, like what, right. like it's very confusing. It's like going into a Kentucky fried chicken and, you know, they're, they're just offering something completely different. Like there's white table service, you know, white tablecloth service in the back room at Kentucky fried chicken. It just doesn't match. And that kind yeah. of discordance and what you understand and what you see and hear will definitely put somebody on the alert and make them less comfortable in doing business with you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that is kind of uh, those are you know level different levels of branding. In fact, I mean the 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 thing that you mentioned would be um, some people think that if you mentioned um, pizza from McDonald's, they might turn their head up like that sounds gross. Yeah, and it's like and the, but if you really think about it, like 
It makes sense. Well, Mike, what's the difference between a hamburger and pizza? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's bread and sauce and meat, you know, like, like, are they really like such a realm that, that it would sound disgusting, you know, but people would be disgusted by that idea. Cause it's such off of the brand that you expect to see McDonald's. Yep. Right. And it's I'll just, beautiful. I'll just throw in that. Uh, I went into a subway near, near uh, Coldesi and they, uh, one day they had a pizza station set up. And it was just super confusing. Yeah. And there's no reason for it to be what it was just like. It just, it was very confusing. Yeah. So, I mean, they make bread. Anyway, there. if you, if you have a t-shirt <laughs> brand. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't, don't sell pizza. Like just, you know. <laughs> unless that is your brand. Unless, unless you sell pizza shirts. Yeah. I mean, there's pizza and t-shirts. That could be like a thing. That. That's a, actually, a that's a good, that's a great idea. Free. You can have that idea out there and and I do not expect anything in return. And if you make a million bucks from it, you know, just uh, give me a shout out. Yeah, there you go. And send me a check. Like okay. just all the credit. So, um, so anyway, so it's, so what we're talking about here is obviously, I think we've gotten a point across and kind of yeah. what a brand is and, um, and why it's important to define it and why, why it actually matters for your business. And now we want to talk about kind of how to build your brand to stand out. There's, um, there are hundreds of restaurants and hundreds of lawyers and hundreds of, of, uh, everything, right. Yeah. There's a ton of noise out there and you are starting up um, a promotion shop or a t-shirt shop or a sign company or, or some customization business. And how do you stand out amongst all of the other ones? And, and, and maybe not just that, but amongst all the other decisions that people can make besides buying what you sell, because they could buy t-shirts or they could buy um, pens for their employees, or they can buy blankets off Amazon. Why do, why do, why do they lean towards you? And, and part of it is the branding that you put together and standing out a little bit. So you capture not everybody's attention because you're not Coca-Cola, but the attention of the people that you would like to buy from you. I, and I, I think yeah, still that, sounded like, that sounded like I was going to say more, but that was the end of it. It's, no, it's okay. capture I, the type I, I of people it. that would buy from I, you. I think I, I get your point. You know, you're, you, you know, you, what you're doing when you create your branding is you are um, letting your tribe know not the whole country, mm -hmm. just your tribe know who you are and what you do. So they recognize you and will buy from you. Yeah. You know, so, so like if you describe who you are with those words, what your business is with the words that we talked about, you'll see that's your customer written down on paper, you know, because that's who you're going to appeal to. So um, you may as well embrace that throughout the steps that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Great. So um, if you're not sure who your customer is, this could be a good time to um, listen to other episodes or make sure you go back and listen to about um, just search the word niche. That's going to show up a bunch of different episodes, um, but try to pick who your customer is and that'll help you define who your brand might want to be too. Um, and if you don't know who your customer is and you know what your brand is already, well, then that will help you pick your niche. So it's a chicken and egg thing. I like it. Okay. So um, we have uh, four things 
and then some suggestions, ideas, tips, you know. Um, so the first thing that we'll talk about um, is just is being be original. Be original. And I would kind of like, I would adjust that a little bit based on what we've been talking about. Okay. And I would just say, be you. Be you. Okay. You you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, be original. Original might be, you know, somebody that wears a a banana colored suit and a red hat wherever they go. And that's how they get noticed. (laughs) Well, I I would say this. I would say this, Mark, to go, you know, deep on you. I mean, you, 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 and everybody, anybody listening are original. Yeah. Everybody's original, right? You, there are no two of the same people. Everyone's different in their own way. So being you is being original, um, trying to, uh, be just like everybody else is what's not going to capture any attention. Yeah. Or, or I I guess I was just trying to put across, um, don't, um, don't be original in a way that's not what you're going to say next in a way that's not genuine. Don't pick okay. something that's not you just because it sounds super unique. Right. It right. Doesn't and, and, match. And, yeah. So the, so in this exercise, you're going to listen to all four things before you yes, make a decision. All four. Okay. And I'm going to try so to fir- only talk about one. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is just being original. So yeah. um, you want to pick or a style um, or a theme or a branding messaging, you know, and, and you could do this with, you know, a bit of word cloud, right. Um, you pick, uh, and, and what I mean by that is, is it's, it could be a written exercise, um, where you put, you write the most important words, biggest, and the less important words, smallest, and you write them real close together. And then when you look at it, that's kind of a definition of your brand. Um, and uh, and you pick a style that kind of fits your niche. It fits your personality, and it and that will make it stand out, right? So what I mean by that is, if you have a particular niche that you work with, right? You specifically are dealing with, um, and I'll pick some easy ones, you know, uh, just to just because it's easy to make the uh, an exaggerated example. But you're kind of the one that's been in my head today is like uh, metal music. Right. So you your your niche is your uh, people into you know, heavy metal music, loud music, concerts. You know, that's your niche. Right. That's the group of people that you sell to. It could be it could also it could be um, schools to go with something, you know, a little bit lighter it could be, you know, your niche is kind of you're doing stuff centered around elementary schools and middle schools and their students and everything that goes around that. Okay, uh, your niche very well could be, as I mentioned before, you know, kind of dentists and lawyers, you know, um, which I may redefine as um, small, educated, small business owners. Right. So now that you have a niche, like you want to balance, you want to make sure that the personality of your business stands out to those people, which will make your business look original in the crowd of all the other businesses. So. If I, and, and just to finish this thought, then I'll let you speak, Mark. But the thought is, is that you are dealing with schools, right? And somebody is out there uh, in an elementary school, they're a teacher and they're having an event at school and they want to buy t-shirts and mugs for this event. And they go to local Google search, Google, Google Maps, and they type in t-shirt shop. And they see one that's got a baseball bat in the logo. Okay. 
They see a, another one that is just, it looks just, it's just a simple, plain, flat logo in blue. And then they see one that's got like a book in it. Like right there, that feel, that stands out to them. That's original to them because they're a school. They want to do yeah. stuff for a school. They see a logo or a company that feels like a school and boom, you're original in, in, in all these other logos out there. Your stands out to your niche. So I'll let you comment on that. <laughs> I have two things to say about that. First okay. of all, I'm dying to know. All right. Is that book logo? Is it Navy blue or Royal blue? All right. I'll let you, I'll let you know at the end of the podcast. Okay. And I just very quickly Googled headbanger tees. Okay. And apparently that brand has not been taken. Oh, wow. Um, so, so I'll say this, Mark Vila's example was great. That elementary school teacher um, is probably not going to look for their t-shirts at headbanger tees. Right. So if you, if you've got the heavy metal persona, um, that's a customer you're just not going to attract unless, <clears throat> unless, you know, she's secretly a headbanger and, you know, <clears throat> but then she's part of your, your tribe anyway. Right. And but, that's, and, and, and that's kind of getting into like niche, right. You know, but, um, and, and I think that's the point of it is that, you know, you should be, you want to, you want to be original to a degree. You want to stand out amongst the crowd and specifically you want to stand out amongst the niche of people that you're working with. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and that's kind of how that's a degree of being original. Now, now further from that, that's a little bit into niche, niche defining in your brand, but also you, there are going to be a, a bunch of other places out there potentially that are going to want to sell to schools. Right. So, um, an example, a website example, you could have one where you, and I bet, I bet this is true if you go around. If you look up places that search that provide school apparel, right, you're probably going to find um, a bunch of websites with a bunch of pictures of students and teachers, and they're all going to be wearing matching T-shirts that are probably simple and plain, and they're going to say, about us, order here, et cetera. Yep. Well, how do, so how do you stand out? How, does you, how do you make your brand stand out when there's other ones like that? And it's you just you, you add personality to that brand. So potentially your website um, looks more like a classroom, you know, potentially you're using, um, you know, you're using icons that are books and pencils and things that have to do with classrooms. You're really taking your, your niche and your brand and you're adding more and more to it. So when somebody goes there, it now stands out. So now you stand out not only to your niche, but you stand out amongst your niche. Yeah. That's a great point. I like that. So that it's kind of, it's, it's, I think it's two things there. Um, what, anything else that you would have liked to add about being original or being you? No. Okay. So what, what's next then you, you alluded to it. So next is just being sincere. And that is to, to make sure that, cause it will come through eventually. Um, make sure that the brand that you pick, um, the branding that you pick matches who you are, you know, that, you know, it's one thing to make a strategic decision. I'm going to go into any business. I'm going to go into schools are a good market. So I'm going to pick schools as my market. 
elementary schools, there's a lot of them. And the moms buy a lot of stuff. I'm going to pick elementary schools and I'm going to sell them t-shirts versus, um, you know, I love to sell to elementary schools because, uh, and I'm, I've got that education brand because I used to be a teacher or my mm-hmm. mom was a teacher. I grew up, you know, around teachers or I had a traumatic experience as a child on a field trip because I didn't have a matching t-shirt with the rest of, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, there has to be some kind of thread of sincerity um, in that, that brand that you pick. So, so you're not just being coming up with an original idea you're being sincere throughout the brand development. Yes. Yeah. So, so being sincere is if you eventually, if you're trying to sell somebody something um, and pretend in general, in general, in general, if you're trying to pretend, eventually people figure out that you're trying to pretend and they don't, and they don't like it. Yeah. And I think that's like very, very broad. That's not, that's not saying that they won't buy from you anyway. You, right. you know, like there, there are tons of, of people out there that are just in a business that they fell into, or they stumbled on a niche that turned out to be popular, but, but I think you'll be more successful faster and more satisfied with the business as a whole. If, you know, everything kind of, everything kind of works with you and who you are and what you want to accomplish. Right. Right, right. So it, it it should you should it helps this this not only helps develop just some passion in the business itself, but it makes it easier for you to do marketing and branding and write for it and everything like that. So, um, if you can identify with, uh, if you can identify with the niche and you know how to write, you know how to write for it, you know how to be a personality for it, you know how to train employees. You know how to hire the right people because they're also fit the brand and fit the personality and all that stuff. Then it's going to just in general, you know, you'll be more satisfied with the business. But also, a lot of small business owners and small to medium sized business owners directly are interacting with customers at some point in time. Yeah. Them or their family or somebody really close to them, you know, a, a friend. And if that's the case with your business, if you're going to directly be interacting with customers yourself um, and your staff yourself, then really being sincere to your brand is going to just make things a whole lot easier for you. You know, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't use Coldessi as an example right off the bat. Okay. Because Coldessi has this, has this brand of, you know, education and support and we go out of our way you know, including with this podcast to help just beyond choosing equipment and mm-hmm. just beyond selling a piece of equipment. And that's why we use the Achieving Dreams tagline uh, in our in our brand. And it's not just a tagline. If you talk to the guy that started it, it'll take you about 10 minutes to figure out that he will do anything to help you help you be successful. Like it's it's definitely a sincere. Um, it's an original brand, an original approach. It's sincere and it's based on this guy, you know, that started the company. So you can, whatever thread there is about how we go out of the way to ensure people are more successful than they would be otherwise, whether it's from choosing the right equipment or education or good training or whatever it is, that, that all stems from that native um, state that he's got of, yeah, he's looking for the opportunity to help people do stuff, you know, and it, and it comes through. So that's a really good example of 
a brand that's original. It's um, fits that person. It's very sincere. Yeah. And, and uh, so overall this is, and, and specifically, I think going back to it a little bit, when, when you're interacting with your customers and you're hiring people that you understand who they are because they are like you in this, in this, in this sincere way, then uh, you build a tribe of customers and you build a tribe of, of employees that all work together, similar goal, similar style, similar niche. And it's really helps to drive success in business. And, um, and if, and a lot of times, if you, if you know, small business owners, if you, or if you've interacted with a small business that has a good niche and you go and you meet their and you meet people in the staff and they, you can tell that they're part of a similar family. Yeah. You can absolutely tell if you, if you have, if you made it a, uh, uh, there's a, a friend of mine worked for a small coffee company for a little while and um, they were very uh, they did coffee and beer and beer and uh, they were very hipster, cool, interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah. Coffee and beer place being. hipster, yeah. And they all had mustaches with, oh. you know, and but but I mean, that was kind of that was their brand. Yeah. They hired people that were like that. The whole place was built like that. And it was very cool. And they attracted a lot of people who thought that was interesting and cool. The music that they had in there, you'd go in there and, and you, you may be hearing like uh, music from like a uh, pop music from like the fifties and sixties, like very retro sounding place because why like, and why were they playing this music? And then next they were playing some um, new age music. Uh, and it's because, because that is the hit, that was the hip, cool vibe of the place. It was like, yeah. we're playing this because it's good. Don't right, you like right. good, good stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's good why music. you're here. Cause you have good coffee and good beer, you know? Right, and, right. Um, and I just thought that, that that's like a really good example of how a small business, if you're going to do something with bling and, um, and you're doing girls bling, uh, pink, bright, bubbly, you know, I mean, just if that's you and that's who you're selling to, then you need to make sure that your business looks like that too, in an original and interesting way and, and in an honest way. Yeah. I like all that. Yeah. Um, so we have another one down the line here, yep. um, which is uh, telling a story. Yeah. And, and I think they, um, there's a bunch of books about the story brand and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to dive into it. But the, um, I think, just any opportunity that you have to tell your story, um, either in one place or throughout your website, um, there are a lot of people who sell custom apparel. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of them that do really well. Um, but the way that a lot of them stand out is because, well, let me start over. You've got a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to necessarily buy from you because of the quality of the t-shirt that you pick, right? Mm-hmm. Or even that you can design a graphic better than anybody else on the planet. They're going to buy from you because of who you are, because yeah. of how you represent yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mark and I talked to uh, one of our listeners who um, was starting a custom t-shirt business. She had a website and she didn't know why people weren't buying things from her. Like, right. It was, it was her artwork. Oh yeah. Put I, on a t-shirt. I mm-hmm. but it was her artwork, but it didn't say that anywhere. 
Like, so we talked about to her and what she's passionate about and things like that. And it turns out she traveled the world, creating art all over the world. She brought it back and she put that on a t-shirt. She continues to create things like that. And it's for people that travel and it's for other artists. Like, I want to buy that. I want to buy yeah. something from her. Like, I don't really like the art on a t-shirt is not my jam, right? Like, that's not a big thing. I want to buy something from this lady that traveled around the world and did art and then came back and put it on a t-shirt. Like, that's mm -hmm. a story. Yeah. And the, it was and an the, art teacher or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. that story is, you got to put it into the site. Right. And the story could be very personal, meaning yep. it could be you. You know, I, 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 I joined the army and then I got out of the army and I wanted to start a business to do stuff for, uh, you know, for, for children, because I had a lot of friends, you know, that, that, um, were really into that also, but you know, who, who are family men. Um, I also want to help veterans because a lot of my friends, you know, are veterans and I understand the plight that they go through too. So I'm trying to, I want to focus around family and veterans, right? And that's yeah, the business yeah. that you're trying to build. It's very sincere to you. And that's your story. It's a great story to tell. Now, further from that, maybe the story of you is not that interesting, but the story of your business is. Meaning that um, you, maybe you're not in the, in, you were never in the military, but you had um, a cousin who was a really close friend who maybe, who maybe passed away and was in the military. And you feel a lot for that. Right. And, and maybe your story is not that interesting or worth telling. Maybe it is. But you could also you create the business that's about helping, you know, uh, you know, people who, you know, helping the families of people who gave their, you know, yeah. gave the biggest gift. Right. And that's kind of the brand that you have. So you just you build you build a company, you build a brand and you tell about the story of what the company is for. Right. So this company is for I'm selling T-shirts and I donate money to here or I'm selling T-shirts that help build awareness, you know, or whatever you're feeling it is. And, it, and it, it doesn't have to always be charity involved or anything like that. But there should be a story and something fun behind it or something interesting behind it or heartfelt or whatever it is. But relatable. if it's relatable. And so it could be you if you have a good story to tell or you want to be a part of it or it's got or or the business but either way there should be some sort of a story behind it on on what you're doing and and why you're doing it yeah hey if you are if you're a nurse and you bought a uh, a DTG printer to make t-shirts so you could eventually um stop being a nurse and go uh, become a farmer or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, or if this is, you're just looking for a way out of your career right now into your side hustle, then that is a great story to tell too. People are going to relate to it. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, you know, I started this business um, because I want to be financially independent, you know, and this is a great way to do it. I love what I do. I get to be a little bit creative and so far I'm doing great. I figure another six months of this and I'll be at replacement income and be able to leave my full-time job. Yeah, I mean, whatever the story is, and and I think when I when we consider the story of Coldesi, um, you know, our story has become about the story of the company, right? But it's a it's a group of people, it's a company of people that want to help people achieve their dreams. We want to help people start or grow something that they've done before. We want to help people 
you know, break away from what they're doing now or break away from the stuck place their business is in now and do something new and different and interesting and, and fun because all the equipment and stuff that we sell is about customizing things and yeah. customizing, customizing stuff is super cool because everyone loves, everyone loves something that's custom. So, um, so we consistently try to tell that story through, um, when we, when we do, when we do our videos and we do a little how-to video, but in that how-to video, we're talking about why we pick a, you know, why you should pick a good t-shirt yeah. or why you should choose art that looks like that. So everything right. kind of center centers around things. Um, how do, how we try to make things easy, how we try to make things so you could be successful, um, how, we, how you should do, how you should make things. So your customers enjoy buying from you. Yep. Yeah. I, I like it. So the, the story I think is super important and these, these points almost kind of build on each other. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, you have to be original and kind of be yourself, make sure it's genuine. You have to be sincere. So the um, you're not making stuff up in order to, you know, you're kind of making sure you come through. Um, and, uh, and that story that you tell about yourself or about your brand or about your business kind of includes those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and no, and that's great. And, and just kind of building on itself, we could kind of go into the last one, yep. which is to be consistent. Yeah. Right. And, and we started, the story started with that house we walked into and how inconsistent it was and how it made right. people feel uncomfortable. Um, and the same thing has to be with your brand. And, and this is actually um, the story I told was very extreme. Oftentimes the inconsistency in branding is small stuff that you think doesn't matter. And it does actually, it, it does actually help people feel uncomfortable or comfortable or recognize that it's you. So, um, you know, your ideas, your colors, your styles, your fonts, um, the wording that you use, even if you typically uh, speak in the third person or you speak in first person, you try to want to make things consistent. So it always feels the same. It looks the same. And it is you and your brand. Yeah. Like, a, um, how would you feel about a blue UPS truck? Oh, yeah. We probably wouldn't even want to sign for the package. No, I would, I would not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I really appreciate that kind of consistency and it doesn't mean your business can never change, you know, but you know, you, you're going to make changes or you're going to do things differently um, specifically and on purpose. So, you know, you set up these, these brand guidelines, which is what we're talking about here, which is a sum of, you know, like Coldessi typically uses a Poppins font. You know, we typically use this weight. We, these are our brand colors. So we try to be consistent and it's okay to stray as long as you're doing it on purpose. But the more that you stay with these same colors in an ad, the way you um, talk about your products, the way you talk about your brand, the way you represent yourself, the way a package comes to your customer, you know, the, what, the experience when they open up the box, you know, all these things should be uh, emblematic which is literally what a logo is, mm -hmm. you know, that it should all be emblematic of your story, of your brand, of your, yeah. you know. And, and what, what I think is amazing about this is so much of it is maybe not even necessarily very, very conscious, right? Nobody is going to open up an email from Geico and say, this font looks weird. I don't know if I really want to read this email from Geico, right? Like right. nobody's saying that. 
Um, but you do your, we do like familiarity as, as, you know, just people in general, we like things that are unfamiliar or not as comfortable as things are familiar. And the more drops of familiarity you put into your branding and keep consistent, the more comfortable and comforting and, or appealing or whatever, whatever positive reinforcing words you want to use is, is your brand. And that's how you're making a brand that stands out is that you are sticking to these guidelines that always feel the same. So you're using similar fonts, your what your web pages all kind of have like a similar look and feel to them. Like I use I do bold text here and then I do simple text here, I do images here and you build this familiarity. Your emails have maybe just two or three templates you use. Your website has two or three templates. Um even how you decorate t-shirts if you're in a t-shirt company, you know, you offer, these are a few different styles of how you do it and how you display it on the website. And you're building this consistent um, brand to your customers. That is not a conscious thing that anybody is ever going to say. I love when I go to their website that everything um, looks similar. All the shirts seem to kind of match, even though they're all different. Nobody's going to say that, but they're going to feel really comfortable shopping there. You know, it, um, um, I'll give you a, uh, Two examples, and that is if you will notice, um, everybody gets spam emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get an email from your bank or from, you know, a trusted provider, mm-hmm. even from a car dealership, mm-hmm. they all look very similar. Like they're, you know, Bank of America, always the same format, the same font, and everything. That's one place where even if the font was weird, I would not. I would think that that email was spam. Yeah, you notice. Right? You, yeah, you, you know, notice because you, you notice without knowing why. And the and the other one is, um, I think it was a month or two ago. So um, Mark Stevenson has a very um, predictable brand when he goes into the office. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Right, you do. Yeah. Every everybody knows I wear I wear the Oxford style shirt. I've got the company logo. You know, I've typically got you know at least some um, Dockers on or or something like that. And I think I showed up with a slightly different kind of shirt and I was wearing jeans and loafers and both Hannah and Jess were very confused immediately. Mm. Yeah. Like immediately it was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, you Girl, know, so, I was going to ask for something today, but I don't know if I want to go talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a, <laughs> so it's a break in the brand. Yeah. And you know, I, I even love that small commercial for extending your brand to, if you appear in public representing your business, that that contains your brand message as well. Yeah. So you do it the same way. So when people see you, they in more than one place, they know who you are, they trust you. Maybe they saw the video on your website and then they meet you in person. You're wearing the same colors, you've got the same kind of shirt, you know, things like that. That consistency works no matter what you're doing. Oh yeah. I mean, if I imagine seeing all these videos and stuff and then meet me in person and I was clean shaven. Um, People would be. I'm still weirded out by the occasional old video of you clean (laughs) shape. Yeah, yeah. It would be off, you know. And it's become um, a brand type of thing. A friend of mine, funnily, just funny thing. um, He shaves his head, and he didn't shave it for like uh, a week or ten days, and just we we just hadn't hung out. Yeah. And uh, so he invited some folks over to hang out, and he had you know a little bit a little hair all across his head. 
and everyone was like, what's going on here? Like, are you okay? Like, are you, are you going to tell us some news? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and it's what, and it's just because he has, you know, he's, it's, it's all it's, it's comfort. It's being, it's familiarity. You know, we love that. Um, and not, you know, on a, on a primal level, things that are unfamiliar give us anxiety. Right. Yeah. So if you get, if you drop yourself in the most, and if you were to be dropped into a foreign country where they didn't speak your language, nothing looked the same. And you woke up there, you would have like, like most people, you know, um, would have like the highest level of anxiety. Like where do Australia. I get food? Where do I go? You know, like just, they would be freaked out. Um, yeah. And which is why when you consider like a lot of things, like they talk about um, uh, like in, uh, retirement communities and homes, they try to keep everything consistent and the same with babies and raising children. They tell you schedules are very important. You know, teachers will say the same thing. Every Monday, we try to do this. Every Friday, we exit with this because the children like it. So psychologically, it makes sense across the board. And I think everybody can recognize that. Yep. So the way to make your brand stand out is to not only do it in the big ways, but do it in the little ways. Do it in every way you can. Good summary. Yeah. So so let's talk about some action items or suggestions that, that people can do to actually help make their brand stand out once they've worked all that out. Yeah, this is a cool one. So I'm going to take the first one just because it's yep. easy. <laughs> um, get some celebrities or influencers to help shout your brand out or be on a video with you or in a picture with you or on your website. Now, and, Mark, Mark, I mean, I yeah. mean how, many, how many people know Beyonce? Yeah, <laughs> you know, do, uh, do you like, like I, mean, I don't live next door to the Kardashians. Yeah, I mean, you know, how do I get it? You know, thousands of people probably know beyond she probably knows thousands of people probably okay but but no uh this so your celebrities can be micro celebrities and just get as big as you can achieve so a teacher a middle school teacher is potentially a celebrity to hundreds of people right there's lots of different students they know lots of parents they're trusted by a lot of people. That's a level of a celebrity. The principal is a higher level of celebrity. Um, the uh, local football coach for the high school is a degree of a celebrity. The quarterback is. Yeah. Right. And so the, so, the football, so, so let, you know, yeah. Let's define a little bit. When we talk about a celebrity or an, or an influencer, mm-hmm. we're talking to, we're talking about someone that knows or has connections to a lot of people. And people have a reason to listen to what they say. Yeah. And a reason to potentially trust or like them. Yeah. You know, in general, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, uh, local business owners, local politicians, um, pastors, pastors, preachers, and then you go keep going higher up, you know, news anchor, radio host, you know, I mean, all the higher up you can go, the better, but, you know, start small, start with people that are attainable and it'll actually, it'll help your brand. You know, if you, especially if you do school stuff and you can get a picture on graduation day with the quarterback who was kind of a star player all those years, and you made some t-shirts for him and, and on graduation day, you know, you gave him a graduation t-shirt of some sorts and he put it on and you'd put a picture with them. Yeah. That's great for your brand. Cool. 
Yeah. I like the example that you came up with while we were talking beforehand about uh, um, about the metal band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so if you if you are you know if you've got headbanger tees, um, and you're in Tampa, there's a there's a vibrant metal community here in the Tampa Bay area. You know, maybe you I'm sure you could meet some of those guys and give them shirts that they would actually wear and appreciate. You know, and maybe they would, uh, you know, take pictures with you or mention you during their next gig or allow you to sell the merch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it stuff like that is, is, uh, I mean, it's as you get higher, it becomes harder and harder to, so getting, getting a Beyonce to put one of your, uh, pieces of apparel on is probably extremely hard, mm-hmm. you know, getting, uh, Barack Obama is probably extremely harder, <laughs> Right. right. Um, but it, because it, these are level level of, of fame, you know, is higher um, They're But they're more valuable the higher they go. So start start with achievable, you yeah, know, find people. And, and so if you do um, if you do uh, attorneys and dentists and you have a pretty decent sized dental uh, company with a good amount of employees that a lot of people know the name in the community, if you can get a picture with him. Or you can get him to thank you on, on on his website, or 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 you can get a quote. Even if you can get a quote that you get permission to put on your website, yeah, from them, or, or you know, that's a big deal, and it really will help your brand. It'll help people notice you. It'll help them trust it more, and it'll help kind of ingrain you know that whole feeling that you're trying to put together. Um, that not only does this brand feel good, but I have an outside influence that I also trust who's within that brand. Of or, or feeling of brand or that niche um, yep. that I also trust that's reinforcing it. Yeah, that's great. And the the, the next way to kind of to kind of do that, if you um, if you want to really um, get your brand out there, is to pay for it. You know, you write somebody, you know, you write somebody a check, or you pay to participate in something that's related to your brand. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. like, um, if you sell children's apparel, maybe there's some kind of a local kids event. Maybe there's a kids run or a summer camp or something like that, that you can participate in, pay a little bit, give away shirts, give away hats or something like that, that will help, um, help you brand your product. Um, and once you do that, you can even use social to kind of multiply that brand. You know, so for example, if you pay to let Let's use the um, kids athletic camp as an example. You know, if you participate in the kids athletic camp by showing up on the first day and handing out everybody, everybody gets their camp t-shirts and camp hats and you donate that. I mean, that is a fantastic social media moment. Mm -hmm. So not only do those kids know your brand, the people that run the camp know your brand, all of those parents know your brand, but you are going to potentially publish pictures of the shirts and your relationship to the camp and follow them along. So everyone that's connected to those people know your brand as well. Yep. That's a great investment. That's a big impact for a small little branding event. And the chances are that's going to get you some business like right away. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Especially as you're, you're, you're a small business where, um, Every order matters. Every customer matters. You know, like you're you're in that stage where you know you only have 
um, 10 customers or a hundred customers, you know, and yeah. it's like one or two is, is, is a big deal. And um, doing something like that can have an a immediate impact, which is so cool. Like you could give out those shirts, you know, as an example, where you're giving away free shirts and that day a parent comes up to you and says, Oh, thanks for donating these. By the way, you know, I own this type of a company or I work for this company and I think we need new shirts. Like you do that. I do, you know, and, uh, and then like immediately they just like you and then they look at your brand and they see that, you know, you represent children. And of course they, they like children because they have some that they take care of by sending them to a nice little camp thing. Right. And, uh, and then it all ties together. Uh, so I think it's, it's really great, but you can advertise in a flyer. Um, you can advertise on social media locally. Yep. Chamber of commerce. I mean, wherever it is, you can buy some space. Um, it will help. And, and um, different, different th- then we have, uh, uh, we have other podcasts where we talk about making a marketing campaign and stuff like that. And I right. think that's worth listening to because um, all that matters in th- in this case, I, I would not recommend um, you throw money out there without a plan of right. how it's going to work and how you're going to track if it did work. But uh, it's definitely a way to get your brand out there, especially if it's a new brand that nobody's ever heard of before. Yep. I like that. Okay. Uh, and the last one is, uh, is you hire somebody to help you do this. Yeah. You may be great at coming up with t-shirt ideas. You may be a great salesperson who can, you know, Hey, if I get somebody in front of me, I know that they're going to want to buy promotional goods from me. Great salesperson. You may be well-connected. Uh, you may uh, just have a passion for, um, for graphic design, uh, but maybe you're not great at graphic arts, which is different, like coming up with a logo and a brand and colors and what fonts would look good together um, or designing your website. You know, you might not be great at any of that stuff. So hire somebody who is, if you want to spend a little bit of money to make it better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And you can, you can take that to, to the next level by not just hiring somebody to help you with, with the logo, but hiring someone to help brand your business to the public, you know, Mm -hmm. to advertise it in more ways. You know, you could um, hire a PR firm or a PR person uh, for a little help. And their job is basically to get you press. And that might be to get you on a local news show or have somebody do a story about you. It might be to get you featured in a magazine or, you know, um, speak at some kind of a local event. The, the a PR firm or um, individual that does that for you is basically kind of your classic mouthpiece. They're looking for ways to do nothing but brand you to the public and to your niche. Mm-hmm. So um, that may be something that you want to consider. Yeah. And especially if, you, if you're a local business, there's probably somebody local who does this stuff locally too. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot more affordable. And if you Google search PR firm and call a company up and they're just like, we're not doing anything unless you're spending at least a hundred thousand dollars. You know, yeah. if you start your search there, you're going to be very, uh, you're, you're not going to be happy with, with what you get. But if you start local and you say, gosh, I really want to brand my company better. I'd like to find a couple things. One, somebody to help, help me figure out how it's going to look. And then somebody who's going to help me maybe get the word out there. And uh, so you 
ask around. You look for referrals yourself. You can go to, um, you know, small business association meetings. You can go to, you know, wherever it might be. There's tons of places you can go to try to find people. All types of networking networking groups like BNI, yep. you know, and stuff like that. And then you find somebody local who does what you're looking for. And, and maybe you don't even know what you're looking for. You just want to help get your name out there. So you decide, hey, I'm going to go to uh, this um, Chamber of Commerce open meeting where I get to meet people and I'm going to go there and I'm not going to try to sell shirts yet yeah, because that's not the goal of this thing. If I get lucky, I will. But you just have a short little pitch. Hey, I am. I have a t-shirt company. Um, my goal is to kind of, my, my whole thing is uh, veterans as the example yeah. before, and you kind of tell your little fan, veterans and their families. And uh, I'm really trying to build my brand and get my name out there. I'm just looking for people who do stuff like that. And then you eventually land the right person and someone says, oh, yeah, you know, for um, I, I met a guy recently the other day and I think he charges like um, $600 and he will do all of the um, graphic arts branding for your business. So he does the logo, all the social media stuff, letterhead, you know, he does the whole thing, business card, all for like six or $700, which is affordable for relatively anybody. Yeah. If you could afford to buy a DTG printer, you know, $600 is not unattainable and maybe might be a good investment for you. Might be, right? I mean, there's, there's always... There's always an argument on why you shouldn't or shouldn't spend money on these things, right? But uh, but you know these are decisions you can make, and and oftentimes it'll really help you out, especially if you're struggle struggling to find something like this. Yeah, agreed. And you know when you're when you start opening up the checkbook and look and looking for somebody to pay to help your brand, then um, you know there's digital advertising experts and marketing companies and web developers and social media pros. You know you're really kind of in. Uh, now you're really in the business marketplace, you know, when you're looking to work with professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the step in between where maybe that PR guy or PR person actually is willing to do something in kind. Like um, he needs shirts for a customer, you know, or maybe there's something that you can do to support his brand through custom apparel. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, he supports your brand through what he does for a living. Yeah, I mean, bartering is is one of the oldest commerce ways there are, and it still exists today. Um, I would just say the big thing about, and we've probably said this a lot, Mark, and I think we just said it a few minutes ago, but if you're going to hire <laughs> or pay somebody to do something, you really want it, just the last bit is you just want to have a plan of what is this, why am I investing this money and what's it going to do? Yeah. If your idea is, is that I want to have like this super awesome website for schools to be able to order stuff, right? First of all, immediately, I just love the idea. It's a good idea, right? Um, How is anybody going to find it? Okay. So don't spend 10 grand building a website if you don't have the money or time or effort to get people to show up. Okay. Don't spend $3,000 on... Um, on a, a branding package from a high-end person that does, I mean, they they, yeah. they name all these cool names they've done branding for. Great. What, how is anybody going to look at it and why are they going to care? So right. just you ask that before you spend some money. Um, and uh, some things are kind of innate, like uh, a business probably should have a logo, right? Yep. I mean, those are like 
some standard things. Um, but that doesn't mean you need to spend a ton of money or a ton of time focusing on it. Right. right? I, I so think it's, balance, it's, balance. it's much more important to go back to the beginning of what we were talking about in the podcast Yeah, and make sure that you're, you know, being original, being sincere, being consistent, um, tell your story or tell a story. And I think those, those are much more important than anything that came after. Right. Right. right? And, yeah. The, the last three are tips to kind of help. But if you do yep. the first, if you do the first ones and you're, and you work off getting word of mouth business and you treat people well, and you sell a good product for them for money, that's, that's fair and value. Then, uh, then just all that branding stuff up there is going to keep you on the top of people's list. Yeah. I love that. All right. Any final parting words there, Mark Vila? No, no. I think that um, if this is the first episode you've listened to, if you happen to stumble on us or, or you just bought some equipment and maybe you, you saw us in an email, um, I recommend going back and listening to a bunch of other episodes. We've been doing content now for, um, I don't remember what year we started the podcast. It's been a long honk. It's been 180 hours of actual podcast. Yeah. So, the, But it's many years ago. Um, and there's there's many pieces of content we've covered covered multiple times, but I highly recommend you find a handful of ones that really seem to stick out to you. And definitely any any of the podcasts that talk about um, uh, niche or sales, you know, it, are some of the ones that are going to have immediate impact on your business. So you actually what you can literally you can a hundred percent listen to one of our podcasts, do something in it, and get business like the next day. Right. Right. So you just got to do that stuff. Um, okay. I think that's it then. This has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. You guys have a great, well-branded, sincere, original, storytelling, consistent kind of a business. Wow. How wonderful is that? That's good. <laughs> 